Welcome to Best Kept Secrets Travel, episode 26. My name's Morgan. And my name's Will, and on today's episode we're going to be talking about a road that could kill you. We are talking about Death Road. Roll Roll the the intro. intro. Best friends and that's for life who stay traveling. I'm talking worldwide, 65 countries between the two. Every moment is so unbelievable. Sharing the best kept secrets about the trips and mistakes they made that they can't forget. So tell me if you're ready for a time to remember as they gear up for the next adventure. Yeah. Woo. Best kept secrets travel. We want you guys to paint a picture in your mind this very moment. With paintbrushes? With your imagination. Ah. You're on the north youngest road in Bolivia, which is also known as the Road of Death. It's said to be the most dangerous road in the world with its narrow and uneven tracks. Some are only up to three metres wide. There are very steep mountains and sheer drops up to a thousand meters either side. It's very easy to understand why it's got the name Road of Death. That is quite scary. The road links La Paz and Coroico with the first 40 kilometers stretched deemed as the most hazardous. Every year, hundreds of deaths are caused by vehicles plunging off the road while trying to take risky overtaking manoeuvres. The road surface is unstable. Waterfalls cascade down the side of the mountain and across the road, and dense cloud cover makes visibility poor. Ooh. It's sounding very ominous, this episode so far. The route was constructed by the Paraguayan prisoners of war from the deadly Chaco conflict of the 1930s in order to connect La Paz with La Yungas and the Amazon. In 1995, the Inter-American Development Bank declared it the world's most dangerous road. Un- just unviable. An unenviable mon- moniker which is still in use today. An estimated 300 people per year used to perish before the construction of a new road between La Paz and Yungus was completed in 2006. Even today, there are still tourists which are falling off this road whilst going on tours, going on some of the small little buses which still go along this road. There are still accidents every year. Which is crazy. Due to its deadly allure, the death road has been featured on everything from Top Gear to the History Channel, to Hamish and Andy, and Tintin. Now cool. you can go on a tour to cycle this part of the route. We were told and stopped a part of the adventure where they said someone had died a few months prior and they didn't even notice until the end of the ride that they'd lost someone. So this was crazy. So we stopped at a point where they said literally about a few months before... Someone had died here. It was it was a guy who'd fallen off and yeah. his fiance was in the group. They'd only recently been engaged. So what had happened was you can't really see very far in front and behind when the cloud covers there. And they were in a decent sized group and 
they ended up cycling roughly 30, 40 metres apart because you don't necessarily cycle too close to each other. And it seems like he just cycled accidentally off the cliff. And the only reason they found out that someone was missing was at the end when the girlfriend actually fell off the bike and hurt herself and asked, where's my boyfriend? Fiance. Fiance. So fiance, they recently got engaged. That's that would be quite literally sold. Story. It was it was shocking to hear when we were there, wasn't it? And then there was that one of the biggest instant deaths on the road was where it was really bad weather and there was a bus coming down the road and one coming up the road and they didn't see each other and they collided and I think 110 people died there. Yeah. But we don't want to put you off. Oh no, we want to terrify you <laughs> so that when you go and you decide you're going to take this leap of faith to do the cycle like we did along this 53.64 kilometer track which took us roughly 2 hours and 16 minutes just roughly, roughly. 2 hours and 16 minutes with 659 meters of elevation. How many seconds? We want you to know that what you're about to take on and complete is the most dangerous road in the world. So that it gives you that satisfaction of completion and then we don't want to play it down. This is a dangerous road. You do have chance of getting dying. badly injured or dying. There is still that chance. We I don't, don't think to... there's many chances of getting badly injured. I think it's kind of a death oh. or not. My confidence got knocked the second we started. Yeah. Because I went along. I didn't fall over like you did, which we'll mention in a bit. As I went along, a stone about the size of my fist when it's clenched together flung up and smashed my knee. So then I was bleeding for, mm. that, for the whole cycle. And then in my head the whole time I was like, I don't want another rock coming up. Because that felt like it was just going to break my shin. Yeah. So let's start from the beginning. We, we're in La Paz. It's one of the most popular tourist things you can do in La Paz and it I wouldn't say it's a best kept secret but if you've not been to Bolivia it definitely is a best kept secret because it's not that necessarily well known unless you've seen it on TV so you can book it ev everywhere it's not that hard to book you have to be a bit careful about the weather which we'll get into in a bit but we booked it in the hostel and can you remember when we when we start when we started when we left how we got picked up in a bus in a in a minibus we got picked up yeah, at 6 a.m yeah that, that was an early start it was that little minibus and then we stopped at the top and he'd been chatting about what we've got to do and how we're going to just make sure that we stay in a line and we'll try and pick an order out of what we'll try and stay in because the main thing is if you stay in an order and then all of a sudden you're going along and then you catch up with the person in front, but you go, oh no, there's definitely someone who's meant to be in between us. Then at least you know really quickly that something's happened as well. And also we were fortunate that we were a three-person group. We were a very small group. Which was cool. But that was just, which we won't get into because of the time that we were there. That meant that the there civil unrest in La Paz. That meant there weren't that many tourists. So I'm potentially, arguably a bit more of a risk taker um, than you, but how did you find the equipment that we were given? Because this isn't a first world country. These were... And this is the most They were dangerous. not cheap bikes. I mean, as a tour, it wasn't cheap either. No. 
No. It was one of the more expensive activities we did in, in our entire time. Which is good. We researched who we were going with before. And the main thing was a lot of the other operators weren't as religious as these guys. These guys changed their brakes, their brake pads every single time they mm. sent out someone on the ride. So they were constantly looking after yeah. equipment. And it was expensive bikes. Yeah. So that another reason w- that we chose the company that we did and this is the best kept secret that we've spoken about before, is we spoke to someone who'd been there. We'd done the Machu Picchu trek, and we'd met people who'd actually done La Paz and the most dangerous road, and they told us the good companies and the bad companies. Avoid these ones. (laughs) Avoid these, and specifically the ones that you should go with and the ones that are the best. And that that informed us on our decision, and that's often when you're traveling how you can make the best decisions. We got a very good insight from not just about death row, but everything that happens around it. When you could see the illegal coca leaf farms on the side of the mountains where they burnt sections away just to farm. He actually gave us an insight into what really happens from a local's mm. perspective. And what what do they make out of a coca leaf farm? Cocaine. Just to clarify. Oh, yeah. I just wasn't it's going to try and mention drugs on the air. It's not chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, 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 it's, it's not a cacao bean, it's a coca leaf, um, which is one of, the, one of, if not the most important ingredient into the manufacturing of I thought that was cocaine. like petrol or something. Yeah, then they use petrol. Who, who was it that did that documentary? It was Gordon Ramsay, wasn't it? And Ross, yeah, and Ross Kemp. Yeah. Ross Kemp was more aggressive. Moving on, though, <laughs> so... What was the weather like, Morgan? So this was weird because you're going downhill for nearly 60 kilometres. We had ex- literally extreme differences in weather. When we were right at the top, it was cold. There were definitely points right at the start where I was freezing cold, and my hands especially don't have the best circulation. But they were awful, and it was you could see how there was like bits of ice slash snow-ish on the sides. And then by the time you get to the end, you are sweating so much because there is, it's just warm and it's very humid. And I remember it being really hot and loads of mosquitoes towards the end. We also saw a condor. We did. Actually, quite a few. I thought we saw a few. Condors. Yeah, a couple. That was really cool. That was impressive. That was that was Bird Spotter's dream. Actually, seeing yeah. seeing a condor. In does the Andes stretch as far down as that? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but we'd we'd very much tried to find condors in Peru, and we didn't in the wild. And then we come here. That was not, cool. Not not expecting to see it at all, and we managed to see it, which was really impressive. But that does make it quite hard to dress for this trip. So, with the weather that I just spoke of in mind, what what did you wear, or what do you think you should wear for doing this tour? We got given we got given overalls. We got given tops to wear big jerseys to her mm-hmm. and those pullovers I thought I we got given like sh- we didn't get given shin guards we got given 
We got given like knee pads or something. Did I? I... Yeah, we we did get given some. We got given the jerseys for sure, and the helmet and the gloves. What's a jersey? Well, it was a jersey being. It looked a bit like an NFL jersey, but it was just a mountain biking jersey, is what they yeah. called. Where they're a very big pillover, mud gets on it, and then you can just take it off, and then you're still clean underneath. I can't remember. Did uh, we got full face masks? Yeah, helmets. We got full full chin helmets. Helmets. Yeah. So this is. If you zoom in on me, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, we got given massive mountain biker jerseys. We got knee guards. We got trouser pullovers. We got elbow pads, gloves, and a helmet. So quite a lot of protection. And then wear good shoes as well. Do not think That's this is flip flop or Vans. This is, I think I wore. So these are not typical hiking boots, but they're that sort of thing. You either wear some good trainers or some, preferably, I would I wouldn't go for long hiking boots on it, but you could, yeah. I guess. But it's a, it's you know, it is a dangerous road, and you want to wear the good footwear for it. Mm. And you've spoke, we've spoken about that we cycled fifty five kilometers, yeah, and we cycled quite a long way. If you're thinking that's a lot, which you could quite easily do, yeah. Um, do you, how fit do you think you need to be to do this? And like, was was the actual cycling hard? So we had the option to get closer and dropped off closer to the start of the avoid, downhill section. Avoid the uphill bit. Yeah. But we had a longer flat, which was combined with uphill and downhill to get to the start because we had a bit of extra time. It was just three of us. And it is the and that and that, is that the was the most road. tiring bit. Yeah, because we were. And that was actually on road. roughly four thousand six hundred fifty meters high, mm-hmm. and cycling. And by that point, you're out of breath just walking, let alone trying to pedal your bike. The cycling, what we did then, if we were down at down sea in Surrey. level, like in, like in the UK, you wouldn't find it hard. No. It was a fact we were so high, we got driven up there quite quickly. And mm. then you're like, oh, God, I'm tired. And then you're pedaling. You almost, I felt at one point we were going to like pass out. We were laughing. Yeah. We were just laughing. That was ridiculously we tiring knackered, for yeah. how flat it was. Yeah, we were absolutely shattered. And then by the end of this journey, you're way, way lower down in the valley. And it's not too bad. It's. Do I think you need to be really fit for it? No. Do I think you could go if you're very unfit to severely overweight? I'd say you'd struggle, you'd be more unstable and you'll probably you probably just increase your risk of death. <laughs> to be Straight honest. up increase your risk of death. Um What about com- there's a fitness level needed. Yeah. Yeah. And were the views worth it? Yeah. Yeah. They re- I, yeah. I couldn't agree more. They <laughs> they it was it you, worth death should i just well i didn't die so that's fine that's good that well well done I'm look glad. at me now no i'm this would be hell if i was doing podcasts once <laughs> i've died <laughs> this would not be heaven 
I think it could make this podcast go viral. <laughs> the views were the views were unbelievable, we but it was see. really funny because we came through almost mini microclimates throughout mm. because it's such a long long path which you're going down and as you said it's 4600 meters altitude down to 1200 meters. which i'm slightly confused when you said 659 meters of elevation change that no that's the elevation as in gain that's just gain oh that's the get okay i was slightly confu- i was slightly confused that's fine yeah it's the it's the microclimate is still quite a lot it's the microclimates and almost like I don't know, those sort of cloud foresty things which we experienced when we did the Salkantai Trail, which we'll talk which we do talk about in another episode, is that it's that really funny change which is so nice to see, but you see it in such a short space of time that he even said at one point you guys were worried that I'd vanished. And I'd actually just I was at the back of the group for a lot of the cycle. And I just stopped. I just went, you know what, I'm gonna stop. I'm just gonna enjoy the view. Mm. because it's so easy just to focus on the road and I don't want to be cycling and then look left because there were so many things you needed to watch out for that I just stopped and yeah. I literally just took in the view and I cycled down and saw them they were all it's like oh well are you okay did, did, did you need to stop or anything I, went, I just wanted to take in the view and the guy just laughed and said we're not in a rush actually we, we should be doing that more so then he started stopping at points and telling us more stories because we were being such a small group we were able to move faster Fast, which meant yeah. we could take more time in the stop zones and rest and to discuss what's going on. Yeah, but we, we went through what felt like all the different weathers, all the different seasons almost. Under waterfalls. Yeah, which was, it was weird that, it did feel weird that you actually cycle under a waterfall that goes across the road. Yeah, it's fine, Morgan. Do we, do we talk about uh, you almost dying the second that you've gone under one of them? There wasn't the second. The, uh, there was a few what, seconds. What, what the bit when I decide that I'm going to film you, you cycle about five meters, slip off your bike, and then you're lying next to the edge of a thousand meter cliff. Yeah. What's What's the point? Well, you're still alive, so it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so as Will mentioned earlier, that this isn't... It is an easy cycle, but at the same time, it is dangerous and there are there is risk involved serious risks that could happen and because of that you are potentially more nervous and you're being more careful than normal and there are these big boulders and rocks and lots of obstacles that you have to get past and it genuinely does knock your confidence if something goes wrong i had just cycled under the waterfall and this didn't actually knock my confidence and i wanted to slow down and stop to see watch will go under because he was behind me (laughs) (laughs) and i try and break but because i want to see will i kind of turn a little bit to look behind me and i just slide like my back wheel completely comes from under me i did have a little heart stuffy moment watching it happen (laughs) because i just it was like a movie when you when you imagine them just sliding towards a cliff and just slowly yeah, drops slow off the edge, like, no, <laughs> move faster. <laughs> but it was because of all the padding, didn't hurt, 
was a little well, bit after you fell off a thousand meters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the, hel- the helmet saved me. Um, it didn't really hurt. It's I didn't get any cuts or bruises from it. I got up and everyone was laughing. But it was a strange. We were laughing that you were. We knew you were okay. Well, that's would you the... not have laughed if I fell off the cliff. I pro- honestly, my probably instantaneous reaction probably would have been to laugh for about three seconds and then go, oh, beep. How and then I, I'd run how over. How am I going to get his bags in, through the oh, air? I have, to tell, I have to tell his mother. No, no, you'd father. have to pay for extra baggage. It'd be so annoying. Why? To bring my bags back. Why do I bring your bags back? You're dead. Cameras and... I'll just my, my I'll just wear might, that around my neck. My mum might want want the bags. Don't care. I'll tell them. I'll tell her they went that off the I cliff was with, you. with the bags. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She'd probably then blame you, thinking that I was cycling with the bags. I killed you. Yeah. <laughs> this would not be an episode of our podcast without sharing at least one best kept secret on the episode, and being the world's most dangerous road. Of course, we've got to have a good best kept secret. And my personal best kept secret for this episode is it's really hard to film yourself and your friends cycling along because you are terrified whilst you're doing so. Mm-hmm. So my best kept secret is to give your camera to the guide for two reasons. One, they are highly experienced. They are not going to fall off this cliff. They've cycled it multiple, multiple, multiple times. And it means that you can actually capture you and your friend if you've got a friend cycling with you. Unless you're solo travelling. Cycling. So then you can just enjoy the cycling while someone else is capturing it. Two, we found that in Bolivia, when you give a local a camera, the chances are you're going to end up with some footage of them talking to the camera. And it's hilarious. They love to just send snippets of them talking going saying oh hi and then they just it's like they're having a little conversation but there's those little memories that you'll end up keeping and laughing about way further in the future so i really recommend my best kept secret is to willingly give your guide your gopro you might have a phone or something just so that they can capture some of these images on it well yeah it's not likely to cycle off with it no although that would be a good tactic but anyway, another best kept secret would be is don't let your fear take over and make you avoid doing these amazing activities and experiences. When you travel, there are lots of activities that you may see and you may be afraid of and you may not want to do, but this this is the time to do it. It is really important in life to push yourself outside of your comfort zone where possible and this is one of the best opportunities to do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. There was actually another near-death situation when we were cycling, when I just nearly cycled off. <laughs> yeah, you were just, went just clean <laughs> off the cliff. Oh, you went because you went around a rock. I went around. And we were near each other. We were trying to cycle side by yeah. side on like a three-metre-wide path with a cliff on the left. <laughs> and then we both you know, you know the rock. most common thing to do, just be safe, we'll cycle next to each other. <laughs> we would have just both died if something went wrong. But I, yeah, I tr- tried to avoid a rock and then I went to look at you 
wasn't concentrating on where I'm going, looked back, nearly, nearly cycled off the cliff. <laughs> well, you're alive now. That's all we need to know. And that genuinely did knock my confidence, and that did make me ride a lot. lot that was slower. closer to the end of the cycle. That was that cl- was a lot closer to the end of the cycle. But then for for the you end- started to question it, going like. That was a little bit too that, close to yeah, comfort. That was... Or do I try and jump onto one of those trees that are sticking out the cliff <laughs> to save you? <laughs> but that was... And then at the end, we got a nice meal. Yeah. We met a local family that probably get lots of cyclists. Had a couple through, beers. Had a couple beers. Chilled. And then they tried I bet to... that was our guide's like uncle. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I mean, the beers were cheap. I mean, you always uh, give your share to Pacha Mama. Exactly. You which is very important. And I guess rolling up to the end of this episode, would you recommend? Of course I would, Morgan. Why wouldn't I? Roll the outro. <laughs> I would also recommend. But... <laughs> As he said. I don't care about your opinion. It's all about my opinion. I would recommend it. Stay safe. Pick a good travel operator. And make sure you share the secret. Share this with your family, your friends, your enemies, your colleagues, your dog, your cat. Anyone with a podcast platform access. Anyone with YouTube access. We want you to go out and preach and share the secret of best kept secrets travel. Because we want to be a tool that you use to learn to travel. And we want to inspire you to come out traveling, maybe even with us one day. I'm not a tool, Morgan is. <laughs> Roll the outro. <laughs> Let's make it happen. I hope that you can handle uh, going on adventures. Best kept secret travels. Yeah, all over the globe. Having fun, you know the deal. Amazing secret locations. Hang out with Morgan and Will. Uh, educating, entertain, haggle in the market. Uh, sharing their experiences. Time to get it started. Let's go.